Hello, welcome, welcome back, welcome back to Send Him Off. It's another of our preseason previews, and uh, we are very excited for this one. Uh, in particular, we being myself, Sam, and my ever-present podcasting partner, Alex. How's it going, mate? It's going all right. It's the final one of the session today. It is. I feel it like uh, I feel like we're playing the darts, isn't it? Is that what they say in the darts? Yeah, Last session. So. Yeah. yeah, final one of the session. Um, yeah, and we're excited for this one because it's Nottingham Forest. So we are joined yeah. by Sam. Well, we're joined by Rich from 1865, which is a Nottingham Forest podcast. Uh, we're very excited to talk about Forest. I don't know about you, Al. I am a yes. new team, a new team. I love it. And I say, Rich, I, I this disclaimer here. I did say this to everybody last year, but Forest are actually going to be my second team this year. <laughs> and he only said it to Palace this year. So yeah, far. I've only so... no West Ham, West Ham, oh, West Ham, West Ham. I don't yeah. mind West Ham, and I will be looking out for Forest because they've got Steve Cooper with Swansea fans. Um, I'm one of the ones that doesn't have any bad blood towards Cooper, so yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm wishing him well. Uh, As am I. Good. I'm going to put that. that I, I I like him as well. There we are, Rich. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. It's um incredibly exciting and uh dare i say i'm older than you guys so i'm old enough to remember when forest were last in the premier league yeah and i'm also old enough to remember when forest probably in sort of late 80s early 90s were a lot of teams second clubs if you see what i mean a okay. lot of fans sort of said oh yeah they're my second favorite team because brian clough pretty football you know playing it the right way scoring goals wembley every season um but you know that's way before both of your time i reckon <laughs> Yeah, just, just a, a little bit. bit, I think. Just, just a little a bit. bit. Um, we'll um, right. With, um, we'll start with last season. So, um, I mean, I've got written down a fourth place finish in the championship, but that doesn't really matter, does it? Because he went up by the playoffs. Everybody's yeah. favourite way to go up. The Nobody best way to do it. The playoffs are by far the best way. Um, how would you sum up last season? Uh, well, I mean, fourth place doesn't even begin to tell the story, does it? So, for any of your listeners who were completely unaware of what happened to Forest last season. They lost six out of their first seven matches. And Chris Hewton, an experienced championship campaigner, got sacked as the gaffer after just one year at the helm. And everything was looking doom and gloom. The only point we got was against Derby County. So it's quite amusing that Derby were the only team who played Chris <laughs> Hewton's Forest last season and didn't manage to win. Um, <laughs> but the other thing with the Derby being a parallel is that Derby obviously had a 21-point deduction. Forrest effectively had a 20-point deduction because of that bad start, and they only had 39 games left to go when Hewton went. Stephen Reid came in as the caretaker manager, managed to get the monkey off their backs, got the team playing with a bit of freedom, beat Huddersfield away 2-0, clean sheet, goals away from home. Cooper came in, Steve Cooper, who obviously you guys know very well, and it was nothing short of a revolution, and I know that it's very easy for us as football fans to to resort to kind of hyperbole and, and and talking in really extreme terms. But I can genuinely say in, what, 30-something years of watching football, I've never seen anything like it at Forest. And bearing in mind that I was brought up watching Forest under Brian Clough. So it was absolutely astonishing. And you know what? You're absolutely right winning at Wembley is there a better way to get promotion <laughs> definitely definitely exactly. the best way to go up um True that safe to say that the key man going into this season is uh one of our fellow Welshmen Brennan Johnson Brennan. top goal scorer top assists last year well 
I mean, we're recording this a week and a bit before the season starts. And mm-hmm. obviously people who've been paying attention to the headlines in the last five days might have noticed that Forrester signed Jesse Lingard. And that seems to have attracted a lot of attention and a lot of anger from, from other Premier League fans, it seems. <laughs> but um and and the reason I'm excited about Lingard isn't necessarily because he's a recent England international. It isn't necessarily because he's from Man United. It isn't even all the fuss about the wages and what they're reported to be, uh, which by all from a lot of accounts is massively exaggerated. It's the fact that we needed a number 10 and we didn't have one. So um, so your mate Brennan, he started off in a couple of the friendlies playing as a number 10. But he's at his best when he's able to play on the last shoulder, get down the channels, put balls in or get into the box himself. Um, You know, he's got loads of pace and trickery. And so playing as a number 10 ain't getting the best out of him. So we needed to fill some, get someone to fill that gap. And in Lingard, we've got that. At the time of recording, I've also seen a few rumours saying that Morgan Gibbs-White, another player who you guys know, um, Forrest are very, very interested and there's rumours that there is a possibility of a deal being done. Um, It's an interesting one, that, because Wolves don't want to lose him. There's five subs in the Premier League next season, so they need every player they can get. Um, Wolves have brought him up, so they're trying to price him out of a move. They've the price tag has gone up from twenty million to twenty five to thirty million. Everton are involved as well. It'd be really interesting if we can if we can sign him. That's he's a name that just gets like if if I could put one name to the um, preseason that we've done so far, I'd put Morgan Gibbs White's name because Three it's just people been, I think have mentioned him. Yeah, yeah. I think what was it? Uh, Nottingham, Everton, Everton, and was it West Ham? Oh, no, Palace, Palace, Palace. Mm-hmm. Palace yeah, and he, I think he's he needs to because I think if he makes the right moves in his career, he will go to the top of English football. I think he will be, you know, starter for England. He'll go down as a legend if he makes his right right moves. I've got no doubt about that. I know that's a bit of a big claim, but I I think if um if Steve Cooper can work his magic because that's how essentially he came to us because he knew a lot of the boys from the England was it England seventeens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you could like that's that's the most realistic option for me to be honest with you is not doing Forest. Yeah, and um, the thing about Gibbs White, yes, obviously Cooper knows him from England and from having brought him to Swansea. Um, I said last season, um, even before we had our playoff semi final um, against Sheffield United, I said that Gibbs White is the best player in, in the Championship. He was, and... he was so good. And and that's the thing is that he's at a stage of his career where he needs to find a home, and mm. so I'm pretty certain that he's thinking I can stay at Wolves, but I need to know that I'm going to play fairly regularly. And as much as Jesse Lingard is a high profile signing, I'd be surprised if he plays more than thirty matches in the season. Uh, with him and Gibbs White and Brennan, there's the options of of shifting them around a little bit. So. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but the whole point is that Cooper does like signing players who can have the ability to move between positions as well. Um, you know, you've got your fundamental positions like centre half, obviously, and central midfield, but it's important, especially in across a 38 game season, there's going to be the disruption of the World Cup, which could help or hinder a lot of teams. And then the fact that Forest inevitably have got a smaller squad than a lot of Premier League. Um, other Premier League clubs so they're going to need all the players they can get and they're going to need players who are capable of filling more than one role yeah 
definitely. Yeah, totally. I think the business they've done so far, though, I, I'm looking at it now, and it's smart business. I mean, Nico Williams, we know all too well as as Welshman, obviously, and he yeah. he played for Fulham last year, and he absolutely destroyed us down at the Swansea.com Stadium. Yeah. Um, but you know, Lingard, Henderson, Nico Williams, even Omar Richards. I mean, he might not have played a lot for Bayern, but look at the players he's trained with, and I think that always will make a big difference. Um, but even the likes of Wayne Hennessy coming in, you know, I think like that in the in the dressing room is going to be massive. He's so I think experienced. Wayne Hen- when when I saw the Wayne Hennessy went to Forest, I thought, wow, actually that's that was a very very smart signing because yeah. he wasn't, you know, he wasn't playing at Burnley. But he's still a top. He's an international keeper, and I know we will we're going to be a bit biased towards him. I'm not going to lie, but no, he he is just he's a fantastic keeper. And I think he was a a brilliant replacement for Bryce Amber. Believe yeah, it or not, it's it's been an interesting one because we've got um, America's third choice goalkeeper has been our second choice goalkeeper for the last year, Ethan Horvath, <laughs> who came in and he played eight or nine matches when Sambo got himself sent off, um, and he did really well, but. Obviously, again, with this weirdness of having a World Cup in the middle of the season, there are players like Horvath who's gone to Luton on loan and you can't blame him for wanting first team football. He wasn't going to be first choice at Forest. Um, So and, and also, let's be honest, Premier League rules. So we needed to get more homegrown players in. Horvath doesn't count as a homegrown player. Hennessy does. So in those senses of the other thing that's been interesting and uh, is that Okay, social media isn't the best place to get opinions, but there seem to be a lot of people talking about the amount of money Forrest is spending in fees and wages. But of the three promoted clubs, we had by far the lowest expenditure because we were up against Fulham and Bournemouth, who both had parachute payments. So in that sense, we are blessed with an owner who is A, a multi-multi-millionaire, um, and B is willing to stick his hands in his pockets where the rules allow. He deliberately held off overspending because of financial fair play regulations in the championship to avoid the kind of trouble that we've seen with the derbies and Sheffield Wednesdays. And okay, the Wigan situation is slightly different, but we've seen enough clubs get into financial trouble, not because they don't have the money, but because they haven't followed the rules. So with Forrest, they followed the rules and now's the time to really splash the cash and give ourselves at least a fighting chance of staying up. Definitely. That's, that's yeah. fair. Very, it's very almost fair. as if Fulham, like you said, Fulham and Bournemouth spent their money last year, really, with, uh, like, you know, Fulham bought in Harry Wilson. I, I, how much did they pay for him? It must have, I think it was nearly 20 million, I think, Something for like a championship that. club. It was ridiculous. But, you know, well, you're bringing in... It was a funny one because, um, obviously... Fulham and Liverpool have got this relationship, which meant that Wilson and Williams went there last season. But Wilson, if I remember rightly, was on loan with a guaranteed payment this year of 12 million, which will go up to 20 million with add-ons. So it's one of those whereby they they kind of realised they couldn't keep, they couldn't play fast and loose with the rules. Yeah. But because of the amount of money they'd spent, you know, twice in a row, they'd gone up to the Premier League and basically signed a whole new squad. But the the difference is, do you do it with any strategy? Now, Forrester in a slightly different situation, we didn't have enough players for a Premier League squad because we lost five loanees. We had another three or four players um, coming to the end of their contracts this summer. So we didn't have enough players for a squad. So we had to buy players. But also you're looking at the signings they're making. There have been quite a few players signed from France, from Germany. Um, you need to know that which markets you're operating in. You also, you know, where we are spending big, yeah, players like Williams and and Richards and 
uh, Tyrone Iwi. You could say those are players where we're maybe potentially overpaying, but you look at their age and you look at their potential. And even if we go down, hopefully we'd be able to sell them on for a profit, if not at cost. And crucially, we won't be burdened with their wages if we do go down again. And that's where maybe Fulham and Bournemouth, you could particularly Fulham, you could say that, and Norwich, maybe you could say that they hadn't planned so well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's, it's, like I said, it's all such smart business. But um, so we, we talked the key players. Um, I just want to know if there's any any under the radar players, you know, sort of unsung heroes that you could pick out from this squad that, People might have their eye on maybe maybe a little little nugget of information for um fantasy football. Is there anybody <laughs> you'd say yeah. chuck him in your team? Well, what I would say is that so everyone everyone knows about Brennan, um, and he would have been you know the 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 one up and coming player that everyone would have talked about, but everyone knows about him now. So I'm gonna go for a Nottingham lad called Ryan Yates. So you guys will have heard of him yeah. and. As you are fans of, you know, of the championship, you will know that Yates got absolute pelters from Forest fans for about two two years. And then in the last season, he went from being this much maligned player, or he can only pass it backwards. And he's morphed into this all action number eight, who was able to um, break up play in his own half and then sprint forward, carry the ball Um found himself in the box and added goals to his game. I think he got eight or nine goals last season um, and 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 probably should have been well into double figures. I mean, he should have scored in the playoff final for a start. Um, so Ryan Yates is one, he's, you know, he's, he's one who I think because of his work ethic, he's capable of coming in and, and doing a job. He may not be the highest profile player, but he'll be a player who won't let Forrest down. Interesting. It's good show. Good show. Yeah, Jack Colback was another one on my list. That hmm. uh, um is a is a player that I doesn't I, I I don't think he gets as much credit as perhaps he should. Was um, he a yeah, yeah, he was originally. He was no, a Newcastle, was. wasn't he? Yeah, but Yates, I like I like the look of him. I think he'll he's one of these players who have been in the championship for years, and I think he'll just suit the Premier League really really well in hmm. Cooper's system. Um, is there? Anywhere in the table that you would be over the moon and happy with is it, it, it where where would you be happy with come May? Sort of dreamland area. Yeah, I mean, realistically, seventeenth. But um, I was asked to uh, fill in something on behalf of our podcast, which is going to go in the Observers Premier League preview. Um, I think this weekend, and so I said that actually fifteenth would be a really good statement of intent in terms of rebuilding a squad, letting a young up-and-coming manager impose himself in the Premier League, get used to it. There's going to be probably as many downs as ups when you come straight up from the Championship, especially after such a long absence. So 15th would be good. I will also give a an honourable mention to Stephen from our podcast, who, when I put it in our WhatsApp group, he just said, we're going to be 11th like wow okay well, that's interesting <laughs> there's a sharp intake of breath from the rest of the group <laughs> we we did our prediction um earlier on today and we've stuck forest 12th wow cool above know, maybe... above leicester yeah above leicester above brighton southampton everton obviously but um well, yeah those sort of teams yeah and that's interesting because of course leicester 
haven't signed anyone and it looks as if they're about to lose their skipper um at yeah. time recording there's all this talk about Casper Schmeichel moving to France so they can't afford to lose players and they haven't signed any just like I said about Wolves I think Wolves are going to be in trouble because their squad isn't big enough and with five subs we're going to see that having an impact Leeds is potentially an interesting one they've made some good signings but my brother who is on our podcast he lives in Leeds and and he's saying the fans absolutely hate Jesse Marsh. So if they have two or three poor results in a row, then will they feel the need to pull the trigger? So there's a lot. And then you've got teams like Southampton, where Southampton are sort of perpetually kind of lower mid-table, but you can know that they're going to get tanked maybe three or four times in a season. Mm. And so if you're able to be a steady eddy of a team, then it does give you a chance. And it's quite interesting, I think, um, to think about some of those teams. And I say, uh, more so than any other season. I think squad size is going to be really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's going to be a big player. It, it, as you said, 17th, is it a case of let's just stay up this year and then we build next year? Or are, are you sort of secretly inside thinking I'll be a little bit disappointed if we don't finish like 15th or above? Uh, is there room fans... to think like that? Is there room well, to think like that for a newly promoted? Not newly. I, I know you're not new to the Premier League overall, but. In recent years, you haven't been there. So as a newly promoted site, is there room to be able to think like that? Or do you Alex, just want to we, stay might, there? we might as well be a newly promoted site. You know, <laughs> like it, again, as part of this preview, I was asked, which grounds are you looking forward to going to see? And I'm going, I have no idea what any of the grounds are like anymore because it's 23 years. Uh, <laughs> and just said, well, I went to watch Guns N' Roses play at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and I just <laughs> seeing that stadium and it was just like an absolute quantum leap from the stadiums I've been yeah. seeing in the championship. Um, going to Wembley was completely different to when I went You're to Wembley You're used to like Luton Town and all that, I know. You're used to going up Luton and going through the back end of the terraces. Yeah, well, exactly. So it's a completely different situation. And so, no, you can't really compare with last time in the Premier League. What I would say is that um, as a fan, naturally, you get fans who are overly optimistic and you get fans who are naturally pessimistic. And I definitely fall into the latter camp. <laughs> and therefore, it's just like, as long as we're doing OK, as long as we're solvent and we stay up, then that would be an absolute victory. Um, but the club themselves are aiming higher. Our owner is also the owner of Olympiakos, team who win the Greek League every year. They're in the Champions League every year. And he knows that there's a ceiling as to what he can achieve with Olympiakos. So now he's set his sights on what can he do to make Forrest a real player in English football. So that's coming through investment. The first three or four years of the owner's tenure were really messy. And that's down to the fact that they didn't have a decent strategy and they had the wrong man running the club. So the chief executive stepped aside. He's still on the board of directors. He's apparently very good at negotiations and contracts and business deals, but he wasn't very good at the football side of things. So we've got a football man in as the chief executive, a guy called Dane Murphy, who was the chief exec of Barnsley the season that they made the playoffs. So you have to get all of your, all of your pieces into place. And it feels for the first time in a long, long time that Forrest actually have got the strategy maybe to back up what's going on on the pitch. And of course, time will tell. But but I'm hoping that, you know, if a club is badly run, then they're not going to have success and the players aren't going to be happy. And 
as an example, you can look at Man United as an example there. Why would Jesse Lingard want to leave Man United? Well, why would he want to, why is he underperformed except when he was at West Ham? At West Ham, he was, he felt wanted. He felt happy. At Man United, he felt like his career was going backwards. And that's why Man United aren't as big a draw as they used to be. And that's because Man United as a club are perhaps arguably not being run in a coherent way. So if Forrest can get those off the pitch things right, and then they've got a manager and coaching staff and they're building a squad of players who can do things on the pitch, then yeah, fingers crossed, there can be some good success. There we are. On that note, on that note, Rich, before we finish, can you give give us a number, a bona fide prediction, put your neck on the line and give us an exclusive uh, where will Forest finish this season? I think I've already said it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 15th, but everything's up for grabs. Okay, there nice. we go. I like it. Li- 15th with optimism that was. Yeah, which uh, that was, that was a happy 15th, and I'm, yeah, I like it. I like that. I I will certainly be keeping an eye out and uh, I'm watching because there are quite yeah. a few Welshmen in that squad mm. at the minute. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Steve Cooper. So, um, yeah, best of luck for the season. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It was lovely, lovely, lovely to chat a new squad, a new guest and a new team. Uh, so hopefully we'll be welcoming you back next year if you do finish 15th or higher. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, would you like to take a couple of a couple of moments just to, uh, just to let the listeners know where they can find the podcast, where they can find you on social media? Yeah, so uh, obviously you can search on your usual podcast app for 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast. Uh, We do most of our social media via Twitter, um, uh, which is twitter.com slash Nottingham, N-O-T-T-M underscore forest. And we've also for our other social links, which is TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, if anyone's still using that, um, you can go to Linktree. So it's linktr.ee and then slash Nottam underscore forest. That's nice and easy to read out, isn't it? There we are. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> well, there we go. You, you manage that far better than me. I um, think you've, you've given us our first link tree. Nobody's ever given us a link tree before. No, we, we've got one, haven't we? But, we uh, have got one, yeah. I don't know. No one ever plugs it. No one ever plugs it. But uh, no, Rich, thank you. It's been a pleasure, mate. We'll, uh, Appreciate we'll catch you next year, hopefully. Best thank of luck for, for the season. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. uh, Thank you guys for listening again. Alex, another day done for us. Uh, We'll be back. Another session over with. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. If you're listening, you'll you'll catch the next pre-season preview, which I think is Spurs. I think is Spurs. But maybe Um, not. It might not be, but follow us on Twitter at Pod and Instagram at Podcast, and uh, we'll be posting about it on there. So you'll you'll see whether I'm right or whether I just made a little bit of a tit of myself. Uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you for listening and uh we'll catch you soon Ta-ra. take care